0: Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you
1: Welcome back to the Luke and Pete show. It is Monday the 25th of April. I've slept well through April. I don't mind admitting Luke. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what that helps. I I, I got back from um, St. Lucia in February. No. In early March. Well, middle of March. No. Late March you got back. Late March? Yeah. Nah, middle of March that. Now, middle of March got got back and then spent a weekend doing four rambles and then went back to the same time zone, plus one because we we changed, like the twentieth. And then went went back about five, four days later, and uh, went went to Dallas for WrestleMania, which I'm, I'm sure we'll come on to. Um, and uh, it's melting my brain, to be honest. It's absolutely ruined me.
0: <laughs> I don't know where I am. You, you know, like um, if you if you. Um... I don't know if you would know this, but if you if you cook up like fry up bone marrow, yeah, I right, it. Right, right. If you cook it for long enough, mm. it just disappears into nothing. Yeah, that's right, your okay. brain. <laughs> that's if if it keeps melting, yeah. If it keeps melting, there's going to be nothing left.
1: Yeah. Why are you
0: using such a visceral? Uh, liquid
1: Go slash on. solid as 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 bone marrow. That's disgusting. I only knew
0: that because I watched. I saw an episode of uh, MasterChef where the guy cooked it for a bit too long and it got really small. <laughs> what? So they, so with bone marrow, they they carve
1: it out and you 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 cook it. You just kind of scoop it out, do you? Yeah, it's just kind of like an oily. Salty, salty, kind of gristly. I don't know what it's about, really. I've only ever had it a couple of times. But I'm not sure what it, you know, what it's, what it's playing at, to be honest. The
0: Luke and Pete show is the bone marrow of podcasts, <laughs> for yeah, sure. Exactly. Anyway, what's new with you, Petey Pants? Little Pete, as you called yourself last week, little little Pissy Pants. What's yeah, going on?
1: just uh, just back. Uh, went to went to WrestleMania, came back. That was a lot of fun. Um, uh, Mark, uh, you'd be able to listen to our output over on uh, the WrestleMe Patreon. But uh, me and Mark went to see about nine, uh, nine wrestling shows over over about four or five days. I bet Mark was loving it, wasn't he? Mark was loving it. I was, I was, I was surprised how much of a fucking Mark I am now. I'm like, this is yeah. that was the best weekend ever, the best week ever. Um, and uh, Mark was, you know, obsessed with um, legendary uh, Mexican stars like, uh, like uh, King Puma. And, and, and people like that, uh and 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 you know, legendary stars from the past and stuff that he saw. I was obsessed by a wrestler I saw wrestling for a Mexican division called Mr. Iguana though.
0: Mr. Iguana? Yeah,
1: I think he was expecting me to have uh you know have a have a have a have a, a spiritual experience with some of the best um lucha libre wrestlers in, in in the world. But what actually happened was um I fell in love with uh, a man called Microman who's the son of Kimonito, the, uh, the the tiny the tiny wrestler uh, from Mexico and also a man called Mr Iguana who wrestles with a uh, puppet iguana in his mouth <laughs>
0: <laughs> what and and so is this like little fringe shows around the main WrestleMania? Event? Yeah, so, no so, to, um...
1: so, so, so so WrestleMania descends on Dallas, and it's the AT&T t Center out in uh, uh, Fort Worth, which where I think the is it the Dallas Cowboys is that way they play, you know, at one of those stadiums that oh, you only see in America, you know, hundred thousand uh, uh, capacity and and just just everything you could buy everything. It's like a big shopping centre. Like, you know, I was eating Philly cheesesteaks after frozen daiquiris after, you know, not your usual pint of mild, pint of Stella, you know, kind of uh, yeah. concessions It was amazing to, to just to see the difference between the two. Um, and, uh, but, like, running concurrently, running parallel to this, there are a load of, like, indie wrestling shows. So there'll be federations from south of the border, there'll be federations from Puerto Rico, there'll be feder- uh, federations from, uh, from from America, indie, indie uh, federations, your, your Ring of Honor, which is now owned by AEW. Uh, you had um, Effie's uh, Big Gay Brunch I went to. That was good. Mm. It was like... Um, it was a it was basically a federation full of lgbtq plus uh, and ally uh, wrestlers basically everyone's either gay or or, or a pretty a vocal ally of, of it all um and uh when you arrive they give you a, m- a mimosa <laughs> so would you like a mimosa nice. <laughs> they that sat there good. watching the wrestling with a mimosa and uh, and and it was it was a really sort of lovely experience that show in particular it was it was all these sort of people who were uh, you know in places like mexico and stuff like they they were outlaws in the in the 80s and the 90s where they where they worked Dre- they like dressed as like um like they're called exoticos and they they the cross dress or they or they or they're trans or whatever and um there's a real culture of uh, of those kind of wrestlers in in, in Mexico and, and it got reignited in the 80s and the 90s and 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 now there's it, it's pretty pretty flourishing um so to see these people who've gone through so much in the 80s and the 90s to to do what they do um south of the border uh in 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 america in dallas was uh was really really heartening and really humbling um so me and mark i think it's just because of the jet lag was absolutely in tears all the time just two men crying at wrestling
0: really because <laughs> i heard that um, when i spoke to adam um jarell of the offensive fame mm. um he's a big wrestling fan mm. he said that when i told him you were going he said "Oh." um WWE's like on its ass at the moment it's mm. really shit mm. and and um, they'll get a lot more joy out of the fringe events because that's where all the fun stuff is so that's basically yeah. what you ended up doing right
1: yeah but to be fair WrestleMania was a, it was a real surprise that day one certainly was um, was fucking insanely good like it was insanely good because they're not creating any new stars um, so they have to bring back people like Stone Cold Steve Austin and uh, Cody Rhodes. Oh, I saw Rhodes that. There and was stuff. a bit
0: in that which was absolutely ridiculous
1: <laughs> with Vince McMahon. Like, Vince what McMahon. the fuck
0: is going on? But I can't believe people watch that and go, oh, that's good. It's <laughs> <laughs> crap. There's a lovely clip of uh, Mick Fo- I mean, he's
1: 76. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, what was um, he doing
0: in the ring? <laughs> Only one man could have done did that. that.
1: Yeah, imagine, yeah. Just kind of Carlos Valderrama. Just creaking onto the field. Oh, I remember him. He had big hair. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's all. It's all. Uh, yeah, it's all. It's all very silly and all. It's not very grown up, but uh, it was really enjoyable. joke. There, there were some good news stories and stuff. Bianca Belair uh, is. Uh, I think. I think seeing, watching wrestling in, in in the UK, it's. I said this on the on, on the podcast. It's very white and it's very middle class and it's very male. Um, so I think seeing uh, young black families. Absolutely cheering their their bollocks off for for people like Bianca Belair um, in 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 at WrestleMania was like it was a real bit of an eye opener really because there aren't many black female athletes out there you know I know, I not know spot entertainment but I mean fuck me she she does what she does you know it's predetermined but it's not fake um, she uh, she she she's an astonishing athlete um but what but um watching them just absolutely you know like tear their hair out when they think they she's gonna lose and stuff it was just it was re- again me and matt were in tears because it was just
0: so fucking cool <laughs> Nice, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so pete changing the subject slightly um mm. did you see that story about the guy who um set up a um <laughs> set up a business selling forged uh covid vaccination cards to people who didn't want to get the vaccine oh right okay yes and, yes, and yes, so yes. he he um <laughs> he's 60 this guy it was in germany yeah but in order to set up the, the the business to make it work he basically had to get all the all the vaccinations himself <laughs> so and i don't really know how this is possible given yeah. the, the healthcare system there should know how many he's had but apparently he ends up having 90 covid shots <laughs> to get all the batch numbers he needed to which I was just thinking not worth it No, it's not just, worth no. it i mean just i mean um, surely you could get that information somewhere else but he's he's not been um he's not been um he's not been kind of released what's actually happened to him what the physical effects of those 90 covid shots 90 <laughs> covid shots have have had on him but um i, mean, I presume it will manifest itself in the next marvel movie or something <laughs> but i mean i'd love to know if anyone knows what it would be like to have that many um that many COVID shots in a row because yeah. he apparently went to like as many different vaccination centres in the, the state of Germany where he's from yeah. to get them done <laughs> and uh, he, got, he got reported for like weird behaviour or something and then when they when they arrested him he had loads of blank vaccination cards on him which he was going to put the batch numbers in to sell to people Yeah, I, I love the idea that people have these entrepreneurial ideas but like actually it just involves a, a tremendous amount of self-sacrifice yeah I,
1: do, like, I don't care how much you're getting no one's paying more than 50 quid so what are you getting out of that really i mean that that's insane
0: and Do you reckon what what's the most you reckon you could get you reckon you
1: can get more than fifty quid i mean i i just always think uh people who are really into this into being uh obtuse you know that you're a conspiracy theorist you're and for whatever reason you know pe- people who 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 say no to stuff they're never
0: really well off. Are they? <laughs> i don't know no, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the people who... There clearly is a crossover between different kind of conspiracy slash... I mean, I don't want to bracket them up because maybe it's unhelpful. But mm. like, for example, if you... So here's an example then, right? So the other day, I was walking back through London. I went for a meeting at ACAST who do the um, podcast stuff with us. Mm. And they're on the Strand, right? Now I from... The, for those who know London, I walk from the Strand to Vauxhall. So from central London to south London. Not very far, probably about an hour. mm I wanted to get my steps in, you know, the usual business. Mm. And I walked past three different protests, right? Yeah. Now, one was about about the appalling thing that's happened in Ukraine. It's kind of understandable. You'd, you'd expect that to happen. Right. Another one was an Extinction Rebellion protest yeah. outside the Shell building near Waterloo where about 10 people had um, glued themselves to the pavement outside the front door. Right. Okay. right. That's, that's Extinction Rebellion's thing, right? That's the kind of thing they're up to. There were several hundred people there uh, and then the weirdly, these are three separate protests in see, three separate parts of London. The, the third one was like a surprisingly well-attended free Julian Assange protest. Oh right, right?
1: okay. I didn't even know that was still a thing. You'd think they'd right? have you'd, they'd have moved on to other stuff, or, or is that kind of like if that's your if you're really into the the Rolling Stones, you go on to.
0: Um, enjoying the Who, but you still got to go to a Rolling Stones concert. I don't know. But, that's, but this, is, this is this is bringing me on to what I was going to say. Mm. So, the free Julian Assange people mm. were basically the same people I saw a number of weeks ago mm. at anti-COVID march in town. It was the same people. Yeah, right. It was like it was almost like and they all. A lot of them looked like quite damaged people who had taken too many drugs in the nineties. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so like, fair, yeah. You, Basically, that's. Essentially, that right. But the the extinction rebellion ones were were slightly slightly different. But on the fringes of it were those types of people as well. Yeah. And my point was just being point was just going to be that like, it seems to be the same type of people who are susceptible to that kind of thing. If you know what I mean. Mm, okay. I'm, not, I'm not criticizing. them. I? I mean, I'm, I probably am criticizing the anti COVID people. Mm. And 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 the, the Julian Assange one's a weird one to try and work out. My brain can't really process it because I don't really get what the motivation is, and mm. I don't really understand what. They're so passionate. I don't really know how you look at Julian Assange and go, "I'm really passionate about this man."
1: Yeah, I could understand it a few years ago, but and now I'm talking to
0: you, Pam Randerson. <laughs> yeah,
1: interesting. The uh, but, yeah, but I, you, I, you, I can't you, imagine you, anybody t- turning out from these days. It's all a
0: bit this. This was usual. This was usual me though, because I, I, I did exactly what you wouldn't do, which mm. is I was like getting right amongst it, having a look, seeing what was going on, and <laughs> and um, yeah, I find that whole thing quite interesting. The extinction rebellion things funny because like I don't really understand what because people people will say oh you know they're protesting about climate change but they shouldn't be disrupting people on their way to work and it's like do you know what protest fucking entails <laughs> like whether you agree with it or not you do understand that they're not really going to get the change they're after. because yeah. they just sit in their own houses well that's like, what I mean, I mean it's like online that, petition. you know the polite
1: ones that go to you know walk from town to Whitehall what was the last one it was like you know like you know Thatcher wouldn't have Gone back on the old poll tax if there hadn't been yeah. a big fucking riot, you know. What I mean? Isn't that an uncomfortable
0: <laughs> truth? That's what Adam Bolton said, isn't it? I was listening to the rest of his politics the other day, and, and I think it was Alistair Campbell was saying that's what Adam Bolton said when he mm. was at Sky, right? And he got really he got in a lot of trouble for it because I think he tweeted at the People's Vote March, I think it was. Yeah, he tweeted it's an impressive turnout, protest great, but it ain't going to change anything. The only thing it changes is riots. Yeah, and it's like he got in a lot of trouble for saying that. Yeah, but actually, fucking true. Yeah. You kind of feel like it is true, particularly these days, with all these laws against protest being changed and all the rest of it. Yeah.
1: The um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean, and even then they needed the thing that started the protests. Didn't some, Didn't a lot of scaffolders leave some poles out near Trafalgar Square or something? Wasn't that the thing that, that kind of like they just suddenly had a lot of polls and that was the thing? I mean, poles, polls, different spelling, but um, they just had yeah. a lot of scaffolding material and that was the thing that kind of started. Which I find hilarious that that was how it also Kicked off back in that—that that was
0: when it, that was how it went from um kind of a, a kind of quite febrile protest to a riot, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, opportunity,
1: opportunity. Paul's metal yeah. wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the
0: polling like? Pretty exactly. good, <laughs> pretty good. Not, not the Everywhere, kind you want. absolutely everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. I don't know. I I find the whole thing quite interesting. Yeah. I, I thought. The, the 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 Julian Assange one, yeah, very, very strange to get your head around. But when when um <laughs> Julian Assange always reminds you like, remember
1: he was the, the Ecuadorian Embassy was frustrated with him because he just he was just being a really he's just been a bit of a dickhead in there and he was um scuffing up the paint by skateboarding around the Ecuadorian Embassy. Oh. Who,
0: who would have thought it? <laughs> Whoever would have thought that? You know, I—I I, I mean, I guess it's similar to the way people get really obsessed with Trump, right? Oh Farage, or yeah. Jacob Rees-Mogg. You can't look at those people and go, "Well, yeah." He, if you—if you look at those people and go, "Yeah, he's," they're on my team. <laughs> it, it kind of probably suggests some kind of cognitive dissonance or some kind of inability <laughs> to process what's actually in front of you, because. You know, fair enough if you like what they say, but they ain't on your team, mate. But it's just, they yeah. are not on your team. Yeah,
1: and and, and just like, is it weird when they're in trouble? They'll go back to the fucking hits. They'll go back to trans rights or fucking conversion therapy. They'll go back to the hits. They'll go back to the. Well, I don't think the trans athletes should be blah blah blah. And it's like, yeah, you're in a bit of trouble, aren't you, mate? You clearly we're waiting for the results of the old uh, of the party gate. Oh, you're doing it in recess as well. Oh, well, wow, cool. Jesus What's Christ. your um what's your mate Farage up to these days? What's his thing? I don't know. didn't he didn't he move to, didn't he go to America and uh, I, I, I think with a lot of these characters, isn't hasn't the kind of grift, oh, he's isn't on GB grift News, over isn't he? a bit? Is he right? Okay. Isn't the grift yeah. over a little bit? Kind of you, you there are you get sort of shut down quite quickly uh, in in the UK and, and 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 people quite rightly um message advertisers and, and and you know and it's the advertisers that pull the advertising that that forces everyone's hand. So I think I do think proper grifters that aren't part of the political elite, uh really, you know, they they find it quite difficult to to, to work these days. I think they still you know still make money here and there, but I, it must be your avenues must be like cut off because you can't do anything serious anymore, can you?
0: You know, I tried to get into CPAC the other month. Yes. Um Farage was at CPAC. Yeah. Yeah, and he I, I think he, he also. I just checked his Twitter, and he's also um, really happy for some reason that Elon Musk is trying to buy Twitter. <laughs> That's a weird one, by the way.
1: He well, he he did he get upset about one of his tweets getting censored or something. I don't know. He, hmm. he, he got you want that and you you saw uh, somebody just made the point today. So this sort I of said. We always sort of talk about billionaires shouldn't be taxed and stuff because their money isn't taxed harder because their money isn't liquid. It's all in, uh, you know, it's, it's all in uh, bricks and mortar and businesses. It's not liquid money. Um, so you can't tax that. And it's like, well, when he wants a fucking bit of an ego stroke, he can go ahead and
0: try and fucking buy force, buy Twitter, which is just fucking insane behaviour. Yeah. But you're talking about, I mean, tax, tax on... Wealth is different to tax on income, though, right? Yeah, but like you, but, but that's what I mean. So you can that. But they, but they're saying like the, the the
1: people keep talking about the liquidity of billionaires and sort of you know their their money isn't that liquid. But they can when they want
0: to, they can fucking turn.
1: They can find a bit of money down the back of the sofa to you, buy what Twitter. It,
0: what do you think it would be like if you, I mean, is it not part of you? I haven't really thought this through because we didn't plan. We don't plan these round orders, mm. but um, which is the, the old Joe Rogan defense? Isn't there? Isn't there <laughs> part of you that thinks? It would be fascinating to see what would happen if Elon Musk did buy Twitter. Well, they're gonna have to sell. it. So they're gonna have to sell now, presumably. He's forced them
1: into either accepting his offer or selling. So, it's looking very likely that that will indeed be the case. Yeah, it'll be demented because uh, he's the man. Imagine if he just bought it and shut it down. Because the man's not the man's not necessarily like he's not really. He's his kind of his his shitty business practices uh, ha- has meant that he. Um, all of the other big um, uh, car manufacturers have got the jump on him with electric vehicles, and he's finding it very difficult to uh, to, to to release anything. Have you seen the state of that bloody um, pickup truck, the, uh, the the Tesla pickup no. truck that uh, that they showed last week? He's forced to sort of like just do fucking troll stuff, like memes and things. He that, you remember he did that robot, that Tesla robot bollocks? Um, it's just a mannequin with a fucking
0: robot's head on it. It's ridiculous. And does this all does this all come back to the time he had that big row with that guy who developed? that submarine to rescue those school kids well I'm just thinking
1: what's, what? I, are you going to be able to on Twitter story? on Twitter are you going to be able to call people paedophiles that is the question <laughs> that's
0: the only reason he's doing
1: yeah, it yeah I reckon he just wants, to, he, wants, to, he, wants to, he wants to he wants to be able to, it was like I, I, I spoke I talked talk about this a couple of weeks ago about when buying a bar and Al I mean Al wanted to dance he'd been told not to dance on the tables in a pub and he said right I'm going to buy a pub because then I can dance on the tables I was like you don't know have to do that just don't just dance literally anywhere else is not on a table. Yeah. Don't spend all that money on a pub. That's ridiculous. <laughs>
0: well, that, that's what you, is that? Why you were trying to buy that pub near you? I just so want Alex to dance, dance on the, the yes, table. Let's dance on the <laughs> table now. I mean, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty fucking cart before
1: the horse thing. The isn't man it? wants to dance on the table. What can I say? But yeah, it is. Um, but did you see the the like Tesla cars are like renowned for having terrible finishing. You know, if you buy a car and body parts are a little bit out of whack. It just shows a shoddy build process, and you know they, they should really be doing better.
0: I always thought it looked really slick. I've never really driven one, but I, I thought they looked really. If sl- you if you I get close
1: slick. to most um, uh, American built Teslas. None of the body parts like line up properly. Obviously, you know, it, 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 right. it's very it's, it, it's very rare to have one that doesn't have an issue. I didn't realize it was that much of a of an issue, but apparently, uh, build quality means that you know everything kind of lines up. Every bit of plastic, every bit of metal should roughly be in line with the adjoining bit of metal. You, you know, and it, and it should kind of all fit together. And it, and there's very little uh, kind of. Um, what, what would you call it, like a um, a rate of intolerance. There's, it's kind of like this very, one centimetre gap at the top of the piece of metal should be a one centimetre gap at the end of the metal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When it's sort of yeah. joined to to another bit of metal. Um, but Teslas, they just don't line up. The the build quality is, is a bit shoddy. He's going to sue you for sandwich, you know that. <laughs> yeah, mate, sue any, anyone who's got a Tesla. Um, but they've, they've got a terrible reputation. So they showed this Cybertruck off. And it was just, and it looked like it'd been like put together, and it was only a, it's only a, a prototype. But um, for a company that is renowned for having quite poor build quality, this thing had quite poor build quality, and and this was like built by hand. Especially for this show, so you think they'd sort of make the panels line up and stuff like that. It just seems like it might be a bit of uh, vaporware that they that they never really um, they never really released. They they sort of released the sort of prototype pictures and stuff of this uh, cyber truck, and it looked really cool. It looked like something out of Cyberpunk 20 whatever it is, and um, and then when it actually uh, was doing testing, someone spotted it. Um, legally, you've got to have a, a windscreen wiper. So they've right. gone for this massive one windscreen wiper side sort of design. Give it a Google; it looks fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's massive, like the world's biggest uh, windscreen wiper you've ever seen. It's fucking great. So, what do you reckon the vi- what do you reckon the plan is here? I don't know. I think I I, I think at this point it just obfuscate, confuse, uh, troll. It's like it's like our government, you know. They can't govern, so they just fucking troll. They're just a load of trolls. I think, you know, he's 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 a man who's got bored with doing any doing any work. Um he got you know, you'd probably sort of say that he well he didn't get lucky with PayPal, but like, you know, it, it was a great product at, at the right time that, that and, and he made an astonishing amount of money out of it. So, you know, well done him. But I think sometimes being a one man Fucking maniac who you know who 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 doesn't listen to anyone else it's it's actually quite difficult isn't it
0: yeah i, f- I find it completely mad how like he tweets stuff which completely changes like financial markets and stuff yeah like yeah. that that is like a terrifying thing because that is very much the, the end of the wedge anyway mm. let's take a quick break as mm. we're way overdue uh when we come back the other side of this we'll be speaking to our special guest uh this week uh elon musk so don't go <laughs> anywhere we'll see you then uh... Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you
1: We're back with Logan Peach. i tell you what, uh, abroad in Japan's Chris Broad looks a little bit like Elon Musk. Uh, something that's... He does a bit, actually. Very amusing. He's lost a bit
0: of weight, Chris. He like... uh, he's upset because he he's great. gained
1: a bit of weight, but um, he'll... Um, I, I, I mean, if you live in Japan, like, you... It's so easy to eat badly. You'd think it'd be really healthy, but it's so easy to eat badly. And especially his, the hours he keeps. It's a nightmare. Because, like, he's, mm. he's always editing until, like, four o'clock in the morning. Like, I keep telling him, stop drinking coffee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the last time I saw him, he looked very well, and yeah. I wish him all the very best. He's coming um, back,
1: uh, coming back to London. Great, things. good to hear. Yeah. Good to hear.
0: Uh, hello at LukeandPeach.com dot com is the email address. We didn't get around to doing any of these on Thursday, no. so we're going to do at least one yes. or two now. Uh, here's an email from Jay, and this is a follow up from my claim a number of episodes ago, Peter, mm-hmm. that motorcyclists acknowledge each other on the road. Right. Okay. Do you remember we had Vishon on around yes, the Honda Jazz? That's business? right. Yes. 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 Um, and uh, I claimed that, and people, and you guys weren't sure if it could be substantiated, but Jay's been in touch and um, says the following. Hi, do you compete in your recent episode uh, entitled Busy Young Thrusting Executives? <laughs> you were wondering if it was true whether motorbikers still greet one another on the road. I can confirm this is still true, at least in the areas I have lived in so far, which are Greater London, Surrey, and Northern Germany. Bikers would usually nod at each other or very slightly extend one hand as a greeting, when riding past. I've seen it with bikers riding any sort of larger, uh, i.e. 125cc and up bike, no matter the brand. I'm not sure if this also applies to scooter riders, though. Maybe Pete has more insight on that matter. (laughs) Thanks for all the fun fun and nonsense. Please keep it up. All the best, Jay. So that is a lovely example of your little hidden communities that you don't know. Mm. If you're not part of it, you don't know it's happening. Yeah, It's happening right under your nose without you knowing. Do you kind of... um... I mean, one two five
1: cc and up. I mean, that's the maximum my uh, CBT my CBT will extend to, which I think runs out at the end of this year. So I'm, you know, I have to sort of figure out how to. I don't know whether to extend it or, <laughs> or get rid of my scooter, or get a bike or
0: something. I don't know. We um we had a little. There was like a little moped slash scooter scene in my hometown when I had my little Peugeot mm. scooter. So you would nod to you when you saw people. It's like quite a cool thing to have one. Um, I, I actually crashed mine a couple of times. One was I was basically cutting doing a shortcut across a park right. to pick up a girl that I was um it had designs over dating. Designs over. Um called Emma, who um I mean that never happened. Partly because of the story I'm about to tell you. Um I rode across the park, Elson Park, for those who live in the area and know it. And it's like a load of football pitches, but it's got like a park bit as well. Right. But to get to that little park bit, we had to go across the football pitches. Yeah. And it was evening time in the summer. But what had happened was a, a Jew had set down on the grass. And I wasn't okay. really aware of that. And so I went full pelt across the the uh, football fields. Um, and when I got closer, I slammed the old brakes on to show, yeah, look at me. I always ride fast. <laughs> and the whole thing just skidded out from under me. I didn't hurt myself because I skidded along the grass for about 50 metres. Yeah. But... Um, it didn't. Um, it didn't look great. Right. Okay. Uh, and the second one's even more tragic in its own way because that was in the back alley of my house, outside the back of my parents' house where I lived, and I just I was on my own, and I just really wanted to see if I could do wheelies. <laughs> uh, it turns out I can't. Uh, I don't think anyone can up. on a scooter, can they? Yeah. It ended up. It ended up on top of me, <laughs> which is not great. <laughs> no, it's not a great look so, at all, really. Um, I'm lucky to survive. I'm lucky I survived to tell the tale. But <laughs> I loved having that little mope, but It was great. It's yeah. a great little bit of independence.
1: Yeah. Oh well look look after yourself, alright? You still riding yours? No, I just flat battery in it. I keep looking at it and going, I need to charge that battery but I just got bigger. I got bigger things. there's two things every time I come in the house I was like I've like i got a um I bought myself a blowtorch. Is it blowtorch? Yeah. One of those kind of torches to um get rid of paint. And I keep on looking at the window so I'm going, i have to bloody attack that with, with some heat very soon. But what happens mm. if I get too close to the UPVC windows? It'll melt it, won't it?
0: Yeah, it will, mate. I yeah. So I don't, I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah,
1: I, do, I, do, I, do, I don't really have a way of uh, kind of fixing that. I don't know how to protect... If anyone's got any advice, because no doubt by the time we get to the next show, um, I won't have got round to actually uh, burning off <laughs> any of the paint. Uh, but I just I, is there any way of protecting the UPVC windows from my fiery gun?
0: <laughs> I don't think you should... I, I think we all can unite... As a community, and say that we don't. I don't think you should have a 600 torch, really. degrees
1: Celsius. I was like, that's yeah. powerful. That sounds powerful. That sounds. What do you cool. actually
0: use it for? Generally,
1: I think. I think it's for yeah, for for not stripping. Isn't it? It's like one of those little old school paint strippers. Very cheap, and and I mean they're cheap Chinese knockoffs. But you, with the cheap Chinese knockoffs, they basically say, look, we know this is a knockoff. We know this is like not good quality. <laughs> but in the box, you do get a scraper. You get a Bodger, you get all kinds of little implements that, you know, it's all in the box. So I'm like, look, fine. I know this I'll have three weeks of this before it dies, but you've given me a little scraper and I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I can get everything <laughs> I need done in that time, so it's fine. Exactly. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, before we go, I just wanted to put a little call out there as well. Mm. I want to know because I've just I'm just curious about it. So a while back, Pete and I talked about this big billboard advertising, this very show yeah, okay, yeah. picture at, at a roundabout in Westfield out in West London. And it's a big old poster, you can see it on the social media media accounts, at Luke and Pete Show. I would love to know if anyone listening now is listening because of that billboard advert, because those billboard people, they'll tell you all sorts about how (laughs) effective that advertising is. I want to know for sure if anyone has found themselves in this parish and you're Mm. very welcome, you're very welcome along. If you did it explicitly via that billboard poster, I want to know. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com and we'll see if anyone emails in um. To 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 tell us to that effect. What do you think, Pete? What's your feeling? Do, how many emails do you reckon we'll get? Well,
1: uh, I reckon we'll get one at least. At least one. Yeah. Hello, at dot As get many as one. As many as one. I th- I think <laughs> so. It's it's it is one of those things where it's like you you're sort of driving around quite a busy uh, roundabout. But look, I, I always think with stuff like that. Um. It doesn't matter how long it is, it's a nice little ego stroke, except when your head is six foot high on a a Westfield uh, advertising hoarding, digital little uh, signage. Um, And you've basically, because of the way that the person's drawn, the graphic designer drew our heads, um, because it looks like our heads are exploding with a load of nonsense, Um, it basically looks like I'm bald. Like, I've got, like, kind of, like, hair around yeah. the side of my head, but I've got no hair on the top Larry of my David. head. Yeah, And I'm like, does this, I look like an eagle. Um, I, I'm just kind of like, I, it, it makes me think maybe people think that I've got no hair. <laughs> I mean, that is will, what will be the case in, like, 15 years' time, right? Well, yeah, I don't know. I think it'll just go thin, super, super thin, and
0: super, super Will you, will you, a, will you give yourself a comb-over?
1: Um, I don't think, I honestly don't think it'll go. It'll just go very thin, like my dad's, very, very thin. <laughs> so you won't need to make that decision. No, and when you're st- I mean it, it would be hilarious if you started to go bald now because you have yeah. such thick, rich hair. It would look like you've had some kind of problem issue,
0: <laughs> like you've added something. I've got some kind of, I've got quite a bit of grey in there now, which you can really see if you look closely. Nah, yeah, you're, that you're, much yeah. You're not
1: gonna, you're gonna have another ten years before anyone notices you've gone grey. Ten, I was yeah. more
0: ten. What before you go grey. I'm
1: only going grey. I got white in my beard, I got a white streak going through my hair. All I want, all I'm asking is God, is I just want one nice little badger streak through my hair. Like yeah. um the demon barber of the yourself. And I
0: I think the thing <laughs> is, for men who look a certain way anyway, mm. you kind of Don draper types, mm. a bit of salt and pepper looks really good. Yeah. For you I think it might look a bit weird. Yeah,
1: I'd look like I'd look like someone who's been uh, Interpol has got hold of. Fuck you! Know. Oh, all right, right
0: let's get out of here before Pete gets arrested for having a non existent grey streak in his hair. Uh, we will be back on Thursday with more of this, as ever. We'll do some more battery brands then as well. We had two out of three last Thursday, I think, which is very good, a very good return. Keep your correspondence coming in, particularly if you got um, uh, familiar with the show Mm. on that big billboard ad that ridiculous vanity project out in the Westfield (laughs) um, which by the way we didn't uh, ask or pay for uh, but we are very grateful to have it Uh, and we'll see you next time thank you very much for listening see you on Thursday farewell
1: the Luke and Pete show is a stack production and part of the Acast
0: creator network Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you